You're now listening to the Something Good Podcast Network. Please press any key to continue. I used to wrap weed in uh, filtered cigarettes and smoke them that way back when I was on dialysis and didn't give a shit. Smoothest fucking joint you ever fucking smoked, dude, because that filter. Oh, man. And on that note, welcome to this week's episode of the Couch Potato. That's right, motherfuckers. I'm Alex. This is Marlboro 420 coming at you. Chris Morse. <laughs> we are fired up today because if you're subscribed to our YouTube channel, you saw our pregame pre-show. Shout out again to Dustin for the amazing beverage. And no, we're not going to tell you what it is. You got to click that YouTube link in the episode description and take a watch if you haven't already. And we've got some other good stuff planned because we got to do a taste test at some point too. Oh yeah, because um, the, the flavor we had tonight was not going to work good with those chips. Mm. <laughs> nah. I don't know what flavor we have that's going to work good with those chips. However, blue raspberry was not. Yeah, it doesn't work good with the barbecue. <laughs> no. <laughs> we'll do a. We'll maybe do a uh, afternoon recording. <laughs> do up some chicken wings and some hot sauce Mm -hmm. yeah because we actually do have a hot sauce taste test because uh, go ahead and get some housekeeping shit out of the way at the very top here by the time you're hearing this episode uh, over the weekend I finally got my ass up and fucking made us a legit merch shop for once instead of just having like a t-shirt per uh, show now I've got t-shirts I got hoodies I got pins I got stickers I got drinking glasses motherfuckers for every one of these shows and I'm slowly figuring it out each show already has theirs but each show is going to get their own individual special item and I've already figured out the history we forgot one you can get this awesome faux leather like uh, writing pad notebook uh, that don't looks- tell them it's faux tell them it's real <laughs> I'm not going to lie to the people pussy <laughs> but uh, it, it looks just like the uh, artwork for yeah, the show looks it, great. it looks it, like a yearbook it does and that's the reason why I was just really stoked when I saw that as an option for the item so history we forgot has a special notebook um we, I'm thinking of something for this fucking guy. You had a great idea for it. Oh, um, Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then, um, I don't know. Got th- got to sift through there and find something good for couch potatoes and something good for you. Right now, I've just yeah. given I've just given us quarter sleeve shirts. Right yeah. now, the cryptic conspiracy cult condoms aren't available yet. Not yet. However, we are working on that. Do they work? You'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> that could be the puzzle. Yeah, it's the puzzle or the coffee mug, whatever. Yeah. Hmm. I forgot we did like other merchandise a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, just for us. I found my uh, I found the uh, the the beanie, the couch potatoes beanie. I forgot how good that turned out. Well, maybe that's that item. Look, look at us. We're workshopping shit right here on the episode, and all this will be available by the time you hear it. And that's the coolest thing. And uh, I might have a little special item laid out uh, for us. And if it's cost-effective, I'll throw it free to certain fans if they want one. Ooh. If it's cost-effective. I got an <laughs> Etsy artist making something for us. Oh, then it will not be cost-effective if an Etsy artist is making it. Yeah, she's doing me a favor. 
I will cash in all these. Me. I will cash in all these favors so she can, you know, whip that shit up. <laughs> But yeah, guys, so if you've been enjoying this show for long enough and want to finally get your hands on some merchandise, um, one of the cool things I am doing, though, is, you know, there is there's no way to work around this shipping, folks. This is 2024. USPS is the leading company for just screwing you in the ass when it comes to shipping. That's what your taxes pay for. So, However, if you want just stickers, I got you. Yeah. Cause that fits in an envelope. I got a stamp. I'm not. I'm not going to the. You're not getting a tracking number either. You're. I'm not going to the post office. You're not getting a tracking number. If you want some stickers, send me six bucks. Yeah. That covers it because it's going to be a six pack of stickers. Covers one dollar each. Send me that. I got you all day long, brother. Yeah. You don't have to pay for shipping. No nothing. I will hook you up with the stickers. I cannot do a workaround with the shipping with the other items. I can make each item more expensive and just offer free shipping. Yeah. But I feel that's kind of scummy. Yeah. You know, it's like, no, you're not actually paying that much for the product. This is how much USPS is screwing you. <laughs> yeah. um, I recently bought bought some of our merchandise just to test out the website and test out the quality of this stuff when it comes through so uh you'll hear that next time yes uh because you should actually have they are they've been pretty fast with their stuff especially now that the holiday season's over um yeah they are really fast with their stuff uh the pins look really cool i was able to get a sample order of those in here recently and yeah it, it feels pretty good to finally get the legit web store set up it's just the reason i didn't is i had to pay for that yeah and i'm like i don't feel like spending more money on this fucking show right now but it it finally got to the point where it's just like okay it it will actually be cost effective for me to buy the actual web store so make it worth my mile motherfuckers we got hoodies (laughs) t-shirts you're you're, you're about to even hear me doing a lot more promotion now mofos (laughs) it's it's on 2024 baby it's getting real we'll uh, we'll set up a uh, we'll post up a little uh table little merch table at dante's comedy shows oh yeah (laughs) well (laughs) then he tells us we can't do that anymore and we just set up like outside selling bootleg dante shirts yeah (laughs) as i've got his graphics and everything start selling those in the parking lot You like, you, like that, you like that funny idiot? <laughs> <laughs> Undercut him by five bucks at his own merch table. Oh, <laughs> that, that, that's fucking rude. Because I, I remember, dude, one of the best shirts I ever had was from a comedy show. Uh, it was a guy, he made like a cartoon uh, uh, fire extinguisher guy, and it said, I put out. And it, was, hey. and, and it worked so good because it was a joke he said during the show, because I worked at a comedy zone at one point. And, uh, it was a solid delivery, solid callback by the end. And he was selling shirts that I was working there. He's like, I'm like, hey man, you got a you got a big ass kind of shirt. He's like, of course, man. He's like, oh, you work here, don't you? I'm like, yeah. He's doing it for for free. And I was like, fuck yeah, dude. I hope to have you back, man. That was fucking awesome. Oh yeah. But those comedy guys, man, they sell. That's you know, just like bands. That's where they make a lot of money. Is a lot mm-hmm. of merch and stuff like that. They they make a lot of door, you know, door fees and stuff. But goddamn, they they kill it on merch because this guy had a whole fucking box, yeah, ready to go. Well, well, this, I mean, Dante's already hitting me with the funny ideas. Uh, one of the uh, special shirts they have mm-hmm. is, um, you know, the I'm with stupid shirts. They have a I'm with this fucking guy with an arrow pointing. <laughs> so he's, that'd, that'd be a quality koozie. There you go. Well, well, Mikey has the floozy. Yeah, those are nice. <laughs> Did you see so you yeah. saw the floozies? Yeah. <laughs> I was so mad because he sends me an idea for that. He's just like, hey, man, I have an idea. It's like what he goes a beer koozie but it's called a floozy and the two o's 
are titties, man. <laughs> that's, that's, that, that's a Mikey idea through and through. And I'm like, bro. Solid idea. And he's just like, how much? I was just like, brother, for that much of a good idea, I got you. Yeah, I'm not charging you fucking shit for that. That's a brilliant idea. Man, I whip up that logo. Pretty cool little graphic. Whip that up for him. Send it off. Bro, I fucking love it. I'm like, thanks, man. You can see that at any Frisbee golf tournament. <laughs> I didn't think I had to say, save me one. Yeah. I figured that was kind of implied. I made the design. I gave you props. Hold one back for the dude. Couple weeks later, after I see him showing them off to folks, I'm like, "Hey, man, I'll probably be seeing you this weekend." I think it was like right, right around Friendsgiving. I was like, "I should be seeing you here soon." I'll save me one of them koozies. I want one. He goes, "Oh, I'm already out, man." I'm like, "What do you mean you're already out?" They, they went fast, man. I'm like, "I mean, he's Johnny on the spot, man." Motherfucker, save me one though. I didn't charge you shit. <laughs> this fucking guy. <laughs> I'll add that to the store later on. <laughs> I'll just start selling. Be like, make my motherfucking money. <laughs> now I can see floozy. Uh, I can see those at a disc golf championship or something like right? that. He just like some guy holding a fucking some weird IPA bullshit. Well, the thing I really liked about it too was that it was a pink can koozie. Yeah, that was the only color he offered was pink. And I'm like, that's brilliant. I love yeah. it. Yeah, that'd be good. Or like a neon, like uh, caution green. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Black lettering. Noise. Noise. <laughs> well, since we've already gotten our pregame over with, let's go ahead and move on over to our news segment. So if you haven't been doing so already, make sure to follow us on Facebook. Yes, we already do have our regular, you know, something good network Facebook page. But if you didn't know already, we do have a Couch Potatoes Facebook. And I've been loading it up with some fun content. Um, like, for instance, found out uh, the other day, uh, Unilad shared this. Um, Crystal Hefner reveals this groundbreaking, shocking, brave, and stunning quote. She reveals that she was never actually, quote, in love with her late husband, Hugh Hefner, and admitted having to sleep with an 80-year-old was the price for a world of success. Aw. Color me fucking shocked. Yeah. What? I mean, I'm looking at a photo of her here. She's conventionally fine i mean she's not my type of pretty yeah, but, but it's like i understand she's playboy pretty yeah she's playboy pretty but just it's she, she she's she's what i call the sock monkey it looks like someone grabbed her by the back of the head squeezed really hard and pulled all of her face back and it just stayed there and she's uh, uh what do you call it uh centerfold pretty <laughs> yeah but 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 she's why is this news what, what, who in their right mind thinks that this woman was genuinely in love with this 80-year-old man? No one ever thought that was. No one ever thought that was real. Well, I, but it's to the point Not of like, it's, it's like, then if no one's shocked, why are we making articles about it? Same reason I caught an article the other day that uh, they talk about Fallout. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're talking about the release of Fallout 5. Fallout 5 is probably five years out. And they're like, and the headline is... Millions of gamers will not be able to play Fallout 5, which is a clickbait headline. Yeah, because they'll be dead. No. The article literally says it won't come out until the next generation of consoles come out. It's a misleading fucking headline 
it's not millions of people won't be able to play it. It's millions of people will have to buy a new system to play it. Yeah. And of course, we know this. We fucking know this because Bethesda was bought by Microsoft and Microsoft is trying to make quality shit very quickly and they don't want to have a, a CD Projekt Red situation where they make something that doesn't work. <laughs> or um, and plus No Man's Land. No, no Man's Sky. No Man's Sky. And then they made No Man's Sky the second version and it's perfect. Why did they make a second version if they because couldn't even the, get the, the first, first version right? The, the first one didn't work so they made a second version. Oh, that makes sense. And then, well, guess what? It's a top selling game. Uh, but the article could have just been like, hey, people with Fallout fans will have to the headline should have been millions of Fallout fans will have to work with Microsoft and Xbox and PC to play the new Fallout game because it probably won't get released on PlayStation because it's a Microsoft product now which is fine PC is going to run great on PC because for people that know this who play games Fallout is a modder's fucking paradise yep and going back to that uh, on top of that Modders are working faster than developers on fixing games. Uh, the biggest problem right now is a game called Starfield, which was a big leap forward in gaming. Mm-hmm. And modders are working faster than the developers fixing the fucking fixing it. And it's fucking hilarious seeing these developers who are getting paid to fix bugs in games. And the modders are just like, I got it. I'm working so much faster than you. Because I remember the mods for Fallout 4 were fantastic. Yeah. And that was before the buyout. So, yeah. Just in gaming news, that's I think that's fucking hilarious. Yeah, well, so that, that leads into a bigger thing, and that's why I was letting you roll with it, because you were kind of leading into it. A big problem I have now, and I don't know, I hate... Fuck. All right, let me pull out my fucking knitting quilt and my fucking rocking chair. Back in my day... I'm I'm looking at my shelves right now, mm-hmm. at my GameCube, my Wii, Nintendo NES games, my Nintendo 64. When I bought those games, I bought them, and that was it. You bought the game. The game was right there. Yeah. I'm tired of all these companies releasing a half-baked game and then fixing it with updates. If you buy a game on launch day... You will have an update because they have updated the game between the time they press the disc and you have now put it in the console. I, I kind of just see that to the complications of making new games because there was this this lateral point where you had quality games and the technology to make it. We've surpassed that to where we need to make next-gen games look perfect and the time it makes to make those games and release is not at an intersection point. So now you have to have those updates. I understand where you're coming from. Yeah, I mean, but why not wait? I mean, because if, the, if, if there's the, no money in it, if the game fixing patch shows up two months later, you know, is because I see that so much. It's like for a game for the first like two months is almost unplayable, and then miraculously two to three months later, all the problems are fixed. Why couldn't you have just released the game two to three months later? Why are you releasing it so early? Because it's a business. You need to influx of cash very quickly. Because like here, a perfect example is uh, Cyberpunk. I remember when that first trailer dropped. It looked fantastic. And the tagline at the end of the trailer, you remember what it was? It'll be ready when it's ready. 
eight I years, do remember eight that. fucking years later, it came out, and it was buggy as shit. You know why? Because they had to stop and get an influx of cash. And how did they do that? They made the Witcher games. And those games were damn near perfect. But because they had to stop what they're doing to make a perfect game, mm-hmm. they needed an influx of cash very quickly. And the Witcher games, for people who don't remember, didn't have a lot of bugs because right. they had quality developers stopping what they were doing. So then their dream project, Cyberpunk, when it comes out, it gets super fucking rushed at the tail end and is glitchy. It doesn't make the game less fun. Yeah. It just got a little glitchy. So then people were, then people went off the fucking rails. How dare they? They said it was gonna be ready when it's ready. No, cocksucker, you fucking bought Witcher Three: The Wild Hunt, and they made two DLCs that were fantastic and doubled the size of the game. And guess what? If you had a season pass, it was goddamn free. So, yeah. so when it comes to the CD Projekt Red, that developer, that is the the upper echelon of quality but then you have people like microsoft who buy video game companies and streamline the process but they want an influx of cash yeah that's what it's all about if i'm making a new resident evil game i could do two things i could re-release an old one like let's say uh, project zero the, the resident evil project zero game for the gamecube that is a beloved game what if I re-released it, up the graphics, and sold it on the store? People would buy it, and guess what? Now i got an influx of cash. Now I could put that cash into speeding up the development of my brand new Starfield or Fallout 7 or whatever the yeah, fuck. Yeah, but, but that feels a little <laughs> different than like releasing a game and it's buggy as hell. Well, that's when you get like these other developers like Ubisoft, who are the dumbest people in the <laughs> video game industry, because they are the ones who exactly said, you won't actually own the game. And then their stock price went to shit. <laughs> Dude, I... We just, talked about this last time about piracy. Well, part two, yeah. I got into it with someone on Facebook. Uh, it, not really got into it, but just like I ran into someone that was... that Even on their profile said they were like an ethical piracy type thing. Because lately, I don't know if you've seen it or not, but um, on Facebook there's been a uh, meme getting shared mm-hmm. of... Uh, it says yes. Ubisoft execs say gamers need to get comfortable with quote not owning your games. Yeah. Underneath it, it says if ponder- if purchase is an ownership, then piracy isn't theft. Yeah. I fully agree with that. And it's an ethics thing. Yeah. One person hops in. It's on my friend that shared the status. Someone comments false equivalency software is always sold as a license which is revocable at any time we never owned games to begin with we own the transmit transition transmission medium that is stored or relayed on but you don't buy the software you buy a license to use it i buy the hardware that it's printed on i replied back i said i own my games they are on uh, they are on a disc or a cartridge they can't go into my room and revoke that license this is a very bad argument yeah. And then I posted a, a video of that uh, Rossman guy, and I said, "Take it from someone that's more educated than both of us. This is very bad and very scary." Yeah. He replies back, "Read the license agreement again. They can revoke your rights to use it, and they can if you violate those terms, they can prosecute you. Read the license." I said, "If I quote buy something, not rent or license, then I own that copy. 
I cannot breach the agreements of purchase that I will not distribute a paid or free copy, but they cannot retroactively remove my right to play that game or watch my movie because it is bought out by another company and no longer have the ability to host that content on their servers. This is not the same argument. If you take away something I buy, then expect it to be stolen right back. There's, so this is where you get into the argument of emulation. The, the art of emulation, which is just taking a device and making it use it for something that it's not meant for. Right. Like play, using a laptop to play Nintendo games. Mm -hmm. So there is an ethical version of this because the cartridge eventually will fail. Yeah. The disc will eventually die disc out. Rot. Uh, VHS tapes, they've said, VHS tapes in the next 25 years will be fucking unplayable. So you need to figure out a way to transfer those over to another That's medium. That's kind of partly the reason why a fire got up my ass to do it. Yeah, so there is a time limit. <laughs> kind of like the GameCube uh, laser kind of fails after so many years. Uh, and, it, and this is hardware degradation. This is something that's out of our control. No one, you know, things rot and fall away. It goes up, comes down. Um, but I think... I think we're, because we're in the digital age and because only a handful of you know different mediums can survive it, like music um, is the best version, but we are going to have to understand that you're going to have to invest in a way to save the things you buy for yourself outside the purview of the digital age. Like, invest in a hard drive. Invest in the knowledge of knowing how to save that game into a medium where you don't need the internet to play it. Um, because that's what the next console will be a disc free console that's the next generation of gaming which is a digital only console you can buy the all xboxes which are digital only you can buy the playstation 5 digital only um i don't know any pc gamers now that buy pc games in a hardware edition so but that is the next revelation of gaming um music music's you know they got the ebb and flow of vinyl cassettes even yeah cassettes keep trying to bubble up every few years yeah fuck it why not uh get you a tape deck <laughs> hey the villains did it yeah uh but you know those those will eventually rot away but you know that's still a physical copy and if you take care of it learn just like anything yeah you can play it um but we are getting into that new age of we need to make laws about this very quickly because the old people we have in charge can't foresee that future and they don't care and they're not going to care so stop voting for people over 45 <laughs> yeah heard it here for god folks. damn it and don't trust the police no and i fully agree and it's like i never and it's and it's such a weird arc for me because i have always been so pro advancement of technology progressing through things i have even today I hope you're listening to this episode on Spotify. Yeah. I am pro Spotify. However, the reason I'm pro Spotify is because if I really like a record, I can still buy it from my favorite artist. Yeah. They're not my 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 artists have not stopped making CDs or vinyl records. Yeah. I can purchase that if I want. I can't say the same for these game companies. I can't say the same for movies. A lot of movies don't get released on Blu-ray, or if they are, they're in very limited quantities, and the prices are ra getting raised because yeah. they're in such low quantities. Yeah, the price point on on digital 
movies and television shows is ridiculous. Well, the yeah, the price point on the digital ones have decreased. The physical ones. I'm saying the the, the cop. The, physical copy is yeah. ridiculous unless you go to a pawn shop but yeah. like oh, a pawn shop got you all day okay dollar dvds all week oh yeah <laughs> but it's like i i did i mean i go to target every so often I, I pop my head in walmart but it's like even their blu-rays and stuff they're like 25 30 dollars yeah. and i'm like i love spider-man far no way home but like i don't know if i want to spend 35 dollars just to have it and another thing on that is um are Disney is a perfect example because Disney wants to create like this hindsight on stuff. Um, the original comes out, they put it on VHS or DVD. Disney the Disney sh- Vault, but the Disney streaming comes out, and now you watch that movie and there's something a little off about it. it doesn't quite match. A perfect example is the movie Lilo and Stitch. Lilo and Stitch is a fantastic animated movie, great soundtrack. There's a scene where the little girl hides in a dryer guess what on streaming she's hiding in a box they did that for a a very good reason they don't want kids hiding in fucking dryers which i understand that's that's perfectly understanding editing i get that you want to you know kids are fucking uh what do you call it squishy impressionable impressionable yeah with their squishy little brains so yeah i don't want my fucking niece to climb in a goddamn dryer don't do that but the biggest one they changed was the chase scene near the end of the movie where they're flying a plane through a goddamn cityscape. So, yeah. I know what you're talking about on that one. Yeah, and that changed before it came out. Yes. But there's still footage of it that was animated. Yeah, the storyboards. Yeah. But you can still watch that as, like, rare... Bonus con- feature, bonus yeah. Bonus feature or content. But but it goes into, like, The Simpsons as well. There's yep. a lot of background stuff that's changed. Well, with The Simpsons, the thing they royally fucked up on that is, you know, these original episodes, or like the glory seasons, were done in a 4 by 3 aspect ratio. And then when they put it on Disney+, Plus, they they put it in widescreen, but they didn't stretch it. They cropped it. So, like, visual gags were being missed. Like, for instance... Uh, the biggest example I saw that was the best one to use was uh, it was an episode where Homer went to the Duff Factory, and it was supposed to be a joke about light beer that was really popular at the time. Every company had a light beer, and the joke was you had the two vats of Duff beer. One said Duff, and one said Duff Light, but that the if you looked at the very top, you saw one tube. And then it split into a T and then down into both containers. The joke being, it's the same shit, just labeled different. In the Disney one, the top was so cut off, you couldn't even see the joke. Yeah. But yeah, that's, you know, that's just little things. Uh, but that, that, that goes into more of, like I think, fan status level stuff. It does, but you know what? At the same time, I witnessed this over the holiday season. Um, I was watching Jingle All the Way with um, Arnold. Arnold Schwarzenegger, yes. Sinbad. Now, what song... Now, so do you remember when they go to the Chinese Toy Factory with uh, Belushi? I, all right, so I remember the movie. I don't remember as well as I used to. Okay. When they show up to that scene and eventually shit goes south because he gets the Turbo Man doll, he presses the button, and it's Spanish. 
and he's just like the fuck is this and he goes to open it and he's just like i wouldn't do that and it like falls apart and he's just like yeah no refunds he's like i'm gonna beat your fucking ass and then big santa comes out that's all buff and shit and he's just like you want to play little man the song that plays at that moment is brian setzer orchestra's um jingle bells not anymore it's just some random background song that song got moved to another part of the movie the part of the movie was right after he leaves the toy shop and he's going around town trying to find one and it's like a montage of like you know people laughing at him well it was originally have yourself a merry little christmas the slow one this was supposed to be kind of the calm down after the mad crazy mall scene that's where the brian setzer song was now and i'm so saying it changes here, the tone it changed it completely and i remember sitting here watching it going wait no 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 this is wrong this is fucked up and it and you like you like you said it changed the tone it changed the feel and i sat here and for a split second went if i had the dvd this wouldn't be happening i could be watching it the way i remember they wouldn't be changing up the soundtrack so this is this is what i love because this plays into a conspiracy of the mandela effect why do you remember it this way why is looney tunes spelled this way and looney tunes looks like this there's two reasons one it was changed it was changed or two it was a knockoff that just got popular (laughs) but when companies do that when they change music and stuff Mm -hmm. like that that's what we got to worry about down the line when it comes to television because if i got brian setzer doing a christmas episode you know he's known for that and i got him doing an episode uh a christmas episode for blah 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 the show and they decide to streamline that show on another network or put it on a streaming service does Brian Setzer have the right to remove it because he doesn't agree with the streaming services, morals, and ethics? Because if he fucking does, that means the streaming company technically can't syndicate the goddamn show correctly. That's right. And now we're in a legal license battle that is a clusterfuck and can't be codified because senators are 65 fucking years old. <laughs> Welcome to Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, so you, like, you literally describe the problem that the 90s show has. That's yeah. why you can't watch those full episodes on Paramount. Yeah. Is all that licensing with the music. No yeah. one can agree to have it on a program. And that, that that is a Even with the DVDs, no one could even get on the same page to have it agreed to on the box set. I think I think what's crazy is we're getting into this realm of lost media for the new digital age mm-hmm. that'll make the old lost media age pale in comparison because there is there's these things called bounties online for some lost media um the biggest one is a wildest one no one's been able to find uh is the christine christine chubbuck video this is a one million dollar bounty online do you know what this is i feel like you told me uh this is a horrific fucking video that's why i feel like you Uh, told me yeah so but like when you're talking about like the misfits playing on some mom and pop pbs style show you know that's lost media that's cool when you're talking about like uh an old interview from back in the day when like larry king wasn't as popular yeah that's pretty cool lost episode of um uh sesame street oh yeah yeah like a band episode that's never been found with the first black kid that's a bad fucking episode 
for some stupid fucking reason, even though all the Muppets are different colors. Um, Christine Chubbuck was a news anchor who did good stories back in the 70s. And she's like, hey, this is Christine Chubbuck, you know, doing doing good news. And this was the time of the news when news, like we think news is bad now. We think true crime is bad now. Back in the day, those fucking animals are got like a camera in a dying guy's face before the fucking ambulance is there. This was the true age of news. And she didn't like it. And she lost her goddamn mind, got on television, and said, this is Christine Chubbuck bringing you the blood and guts that this network wants to bring you. And she pulled out a gun and shot herself on live television because there was no seconds delay. And she did this on live television. The company took the tape and scrapped that goddamn thing. But out in the, out in the world, somebody was recording it. Had to be. Had to be. Because everybody's recording something. No matter how. And what year was it? Uh, late 70s. I can't remember. But that, there is right now a $1 million cash bounty if anyone's got the video. They made a movie about it, about her. And it's fantastic. It's her just losing her mind because she's just... She's like us now. Just tell me something good for fuck's sake. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Yeah. But she that was her in the seventies. You know, she wanted to do good news stories about people like helping the communities and stuff like that. And this is such a small, small news network. And but it's one of those things that are probably in a dusty fucking being in an attic on a Betamax or some shit. And it was probably played over some soap opera bullshit. And it, it's just her on national television on her little network. Christine Chubbuck bringing the blood and guts you want and kills herself on TV. That is up there with like the Budge Wire video. Everyone knows the Budge Wire video. So white guy pulls a gun out of envelope, shoots himself. That was the faces of death. That was the video. But her doing it, fucking Jesus, dude. Like that is just a fucking rock solid, rare, like Easter egg. $1 million. Damn. Bounty. And that, like that's what it is. Yeah. A bounty. Like it's. <laughs> That is that is just the wildest shit when it comes to rare media. The second largest bounty, Jerry Lewis, the comedian, made a uh, Holocaust movie uh, called The Clown Who Cried. And this is about a story of a clown in Nazi-occupied Germany who was tasked with coercing children into camps and into gas chambers. This is slightly based on a true story of a real person. Jerry Lewis made this film and in hindsight realized, oh fuck, what the fuck did I just do? And shelved it and said, you can do it after I die. He died about four or five years ago, I believe. Maybe about ten years ago. But the Library of Congress has it. And the Library of Congress is the largest keeper of media. Yeah. Uh, there was the conspiracy of the yada bites of your tweets being saved by the Library of Congress yeah. just because. <laughs> yeah, because uh, yeah, we all really care about what you had for dinner. Yeah, it's, it's going to be used for something else for like AI or something. <laughs> but um, anyway, I've seen scenes from this movie because they are public domain now. But the full unedited movie is about the ethical dilemma of this man and you know there is a nuance to it it is, it <laughs> is there there's this is not a comedic movie this is a dramatic movie but it's about are you sure because it sounds fucking gut busting hilarious oh, to dude, me right, fucking right up there with shane gillis uh, 
but there is a there is a nuance to the storytelling where it's just like they took ordinary people and put them in horrible situations and forced them to do these things. That's the hindsight part of it. Jerry Lewis is like, oh my God, what the fuck did I just do? And there is a bounty for a full edit, the full because there is a rumor that it was fully edited. The production company finished it and never told Jerry Lewis. <laughs> because all the filming was done. The only thing that wasn't done was the cropped and editing. And actors who are in this movie talk about it. Like, oh no, that's finished. <laughs> We just never released it. And like their acting careers either were burnt the fuck out from the rumor of this movie or just Jerry Lewis is like, no, we never made the movie. Yeah. Until like a few years before he died. And they asked him all the time, when's that movie going to release? Never. <laughs> fucking never. And then he died. And it's like 2025 will release this goddamn movie. It's the next year. Yeah. Uh, LPN has talked about covering it because it, it, is, it is just this wild idea that a movie could be so controversial and we've seen controversial bullshit. We've seen stupid fucking shit online. We grew up in their age of cracked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like Live leak. And you're talking about, I watched a guy get beheaded when I was like 13. Like, But you're telling me I can't watch this stupid Jerry Lewis movie about the Holocaust? Get the fuck out of here. And <laughs> it is, it is, but, it, but it's that bounty. And I think what's going to happen is in the future, we're going to get a re-release of the bounty era of media that isn't changed and a physical like i could fucking touch it that's that's the new age of media uh and i think it's gonna be a fucking wild west of a time too because dude, they're already starting to burn books so that's another fucking podcast <laughs> that's a whole fucking episode on cryptic conspiracy cult but like they start burning books they start burning other shit too <laughs> well move on to the pure idiocracy that is of this world right now northwest the child of Kim and Kanye West, 10 years old, baller, now has a diamond grill. And to the best of my knowledge, no, this is not a clip on, a slip in. This is surgically done. 10 years old. Now, I could be wrong about the surgically done, but from what I've been able to tell, it is not a click in. Curiosity. This is, this is the only thing I like about this story, is the curiosity. A 10-year-old child has lost all their baby teeth and has fully grown teeth that could support a metal, like, basically a retainer of, yeah. of diamonds. Like, I get it. This is opulence. This is how you want to show wealth and stuff like that. But you have to, like, surgically alter the mouth to put that kind of material in there. Not to mention, you got to hope you don't swallow one of them goddamn diamonds <laughs> if it pops out. That's another thing I'd be scared of. Yeah, th and see, and that's the other thing, too. Because you don't want a random cut diamond rolling around in your fucking intestines as a child. <laughs> yep. Or as an adult. Yep, right here it says, I got a full set of titanium dentures. Titanium dentures with yeah. encrusted diamonds. Yep. So, yeah, it's in. The titanium's fine. The titanium is a surgically proofed metal. You can live with titanium in your body. The diamonds, however, need to be in that motherfucker perfectly. Yeah, because, yeah, now I've actually got a better photo here. Dude, that's, like, on her teeth. Look at that right there. Yeah, so it looks like 
Yeah, so it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight teeth. Um, Ten years old, bro. Baller. <sighs> Hell yeah, man. Fuck it. I don't know. Hey, burn that money while you can, I guess. Hey, that kid's probably going to go to Mars one day, so. <laughs> I, man, it's just. I don't know why, but it's just. It, it really feels like we are really, really sliding down the shitter fast. No, no, they are. <laughs> We're fine. We as a society. Oh, no, no, no. We, we, we as a people. No. We the people. Uh, Japan, Japan's going to the moon. Okay. We the U.S. <laughs> oh, no, us? U.S. us? Yeah, oh. us. Oh, that's hard to say. Us. That's I think, why I said I, us. I don't know. After November 2nd, I think we'll find out. But, like, <laughs> I don't think we'll find out how really America's fucked. But uh, on a scale, at least. <laughs> but uh, that's why you got to vote. Well, did any other news things come across your desk this week? Other than developers can't not keep it up with modders, not really. Good, but, uh, <laughs> that is fascinating. But, uh, you know, in broader sense, uh, the private company that tried to go to the moon recently failed mm. uh, and uh, worked out a deal to make sure that it crashes in a safe spot on Earth and burns up in the atmosphere. So there's that. And Japan's going to the moon. So... <laughs> Fuck yeah. In uh, some local Charlotte news, uh, everyone got freaked the fuck out and started sharing misinformation. Uh, there was a plane that flew overhead around uh, the cityscape and had a whole lot of flares and fire coming off of it. Um, everyone was freaking the fuck out, wondering where the uh, crashed plane landed, um, when in reality it was a fireworks plane uh, over the night stadium because yeah. they finally won. Oh, yeah. So everyone started freaking out, thinking there was a plane crash happening kind of downtown. Did they say what kind of plane it was? Was it like a military plane? No, it was just a standard-looking plane. Well, yeah, sometimes it's like a, a C-130 will fly over NFL stadiums and like pop off a few rounds. Yeah. But like, it, <laughs> that's just what they do. So, yeah. So it, I, don't, I will say this. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen one, but a C-130 or an AC-130, if you see one of those... It's fucking terrifying. I don't know planes by their numbers. It's a plane that hauls about two giant Abram tanks that can airdrop okay. them on so the I know which one. See, you, when you describe it like that, I know which one Imagine you're talking about. Imagine a plane that could take a country. Yes, thank <laughs> they, you. That yes, one. Yeah, yeah it's one of those. I, I have perspective now. They call it the angel of death. That's what they literally call it because it flies so high you can't see it. Airplanes and guitars. Don't give me numbers. Tell me shapes and sounds. Shapes and sounds. <laughs> shapes and sounds, buddy. I'm a guitarist. Yeah. yeah. So, like, an AC-130 is fucking terrified to see in the sky because you're thinking, oh, fuck, it's finally happening. The government's lost their shit. Like, because in Canapolis, I would see military aerial vehicles all the time. Yeah. Like Apache helicopters, Hueys, and shit, like, which is another helicopter. Uh, but I also. Not live, Baby Huey? Not, not Baby Huey. But, like, but I also live next to an airport in town, in my hometown, and they've expanded. So there is a lot of military esque aircraft that just happen to fly by every now and then. I'm just well, like. I just happen to. Not a conspiracy or anything. I'm not thinking like you know. I'm not, you know they're putting chemicals in the air, you know. Grabbing your history, we forgot notepad, writing everything down for your cryptic conspiracy cult type they're episodes. Coming, man, they're coming from these FedEx planes are a psyop. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's very fascinating when I'm driving beside the airport and it's a road that long, that runs parallel to the runway and I'm fl- driving right next to a private black jet that's taken off and it's just like that. It's either really, really cool or really, really scary. Because, you know, back in 2016, Trump came to that airport 
and held up fucking traffic and it pissed me the fuck off because I can't get where I was going because they're like he needs 16 goddamn armored cars around him no he doesn't fucking nothing no he doesn't <laughs> he needs one dude one dude and they're like I, I gotta get to the food line <laughs> and you're really pissing me off you can wait. Yeah. You don't need to go to the food line. I heard they okay. crack. <laughs> food line. It's no good. It's no good. It's no good. You want the Publix? It's, it's the best one. <laughs> the best. Trust me, I know everything about groceries. And before we get too deep into those woods, let's go ahead and move on over to our main topic. <laughs> We're going to be retreading a little bit of water tonight, but not too much. Uh, as loyal listeners know, this show started out as a Patreon show, and not every one of those Patreon episodes have made their way onto the main feed, mainly because by the time I edited them down from Chris's mouth, <laughs> they would be um, uh, well, about two minutes long. You had to pay to long. listen to that kid, Chris. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That version of Chris is behind a paywall. <laughs> we we that that episode of star wars will not come out <laughs> you have very strong opinions on the sand people yeah <laughs> and space vietnam uh-huh the moons of indoor but today uh we're gonna retread a little bit of water and talk about because we even some new ones have come out of uh, video game movies yes yeah, so you're talking about an industry that really bounced back no from shit, our bro. time as children because our time as kids was Mortal Kombat, the movie. Bro, video game movies were the punchline to a joke. Oh, yeah. They were terrible. Yeah. Every fuck. Uh, Super Mario Brothers is the perfect example of what the fuck did I just watch? And, you know, it's that road of good intention because uh, what of Was my- it, though? It is. It is. Like, I've watched so many documentaries on that, and it does not feel like a movie paved with good intentions. It actors, feels like a movie paved with, this is going to be a shit show from the start, let's collect a check. The good intention of the actors who got involved. Uh, a perfect sh- uh, example of this is the movie Street Fighter with Jean-Claude Van Damme and Raul Julia. Uh, for those who don't know about this fantastic movie, uh, it has like a 13% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Um, it has a Metacritic score of like a five uh, <laughs> out of a hundred. Uh, it is virtually terrible, but goddamn, is it campy and fun? Uh, for those who play Street Fighter, you know who the characters look like. So, if you're, if I got a character named Guile in Street Fighter, he's a six foot two American fucking Marine, Navy SEAL, whatever the fuck, with a cool fucking blonde hair, fucking built like a brick shit house. Who would you get to play him? Hmm. Tall, tall, late eighties, early nineties, tall, white, blonde guy. Oh yeah, yeah. He looks strong as fuck. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe like Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone tough, you know. Uh, how about a five foot seven Jean Claude Van Damme, who's a Frenchman? Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> okay, okay. That doesn't really we'll work let that for go. me. Let's say I have a uh, a megalomanic uh, villain named M Bison. You know, a true Nazi esque villain looking motherfucker. All right, all right. Tougher and shit, bigger than hell. Who should I get to play that guy? A villain who's monstrous. Let's find Igor somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's find let's find uh, you know a big you know, hulking villain. Maybe a wrestler. You know, that'd be cool. Let's get Raul Julia from the Adams Family. <laughs> what? <laughs> Raul Julia gives a shake. Shakespearean performance in this goddamn movie. And it's like watching, like, think of like the cla- most classically trained actor you could think of. Like someone, right, like a Max von Sydow, you know, uh, who randomly appears in a Star Wars movie. <laughs> but like someone like that, you yeah. know, someone like a Morgan Freeman. 
you know, and then it's the cast of SNL. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, or like Tim Curry surrounded by Muppets. <laughs> like this is what the Street Fighter movie was. And what's crazy is they got an Asian woman to play Chun Li, who is a fantastic casting choice because she ends up becoming the most popular woman in Marvel because she's appeared in every goddamn Disney production of yeah. anything. That's where she started. She played Chun-Li in a fucking Street Fighter movie. The casting's perfect everywhere else except for your two main characters, Guile and M. Bison. And when you think of a, of a movie about you know street fighting toughs, you know, you don't think of like a wartime setting. You know, you don't get that feel. This is a struggle movie to watch. It is hard to watch this movie. It definitely sounds like that. <laughs> There's so many comic-y things. Me and Ken Osborne would get shit-faced and watch this movie. Higher than fuck. And love watching this. And the DVD, I wish I still had it. I bought it for $5. The best $5 I've ever spent in my goddamn life on this movie in a Walmart bin. And the special of like the special parts because you know DVDs have special. Oh yes, is hold. There's lure. There's fucking lure, and it's hilarious, dude. You've never seen something this fucking dumb yet fun. And, <laughs> I love it. And, and, and you know what's crazy is, it came out before a certain game came out. So Street Fighter Two Turbo, for those who don't know, was an original set of game. Uh, you had uh, around eight fighters. You had Ken and Ryu. Chun Li, uh, Vega, M Bison, Balrog, Sagat, uh, E Honda, Blanca, and um, the big Russian guy. That was it. This movie introduces three new characters that no one knew about unless you played it at an arcade. And it was DJ, uh, it was DJ, Cammy, and T Hawk, which is a giant Native American dude. They got Kylie fucking Minogue. The European singer and actress to play fucking Cammy, and for those who don't know what Cammy looks like, imagine a woman whose legs go all the way up, <laughs> uh, with the best ass in video games. That's who she was, and it's just like, no way you got a famous fucking singer to play Kali uh, fucking Minogue to play Cammy, a off-putting fucking <laughs> Street Fighter character. But oh my god. Not out of ten for me as a movie, but like everyone else, when I tell them, it's just like they know I'm fucking joking, but they're not quite sure. They're like, "Well, Chris said it's very good." I'm just, like, I encourage everyone to go buy this movie, buy it <laughs> before see. they destroy it. And we also had the old Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah, two Mortal mm-hmm. Kombat movies. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're right. You're right. I forgot about the second and one. And the first one introduces a character that that wasn't supposed to be in the fucking movie. That showed up until Mortal Kombat like four or five, and it was a uh, a joke character from Street Fighter. Yeah, DJ. Yeah, but like, it was this guy who does Brazilian fucking uh, fight, uh, Brazilian dance fighting, mm-hmm. and Luke Kang kills him. Deader in hell. Deader in hell. But that's fucking hilarious. You know, they had a giant puppet Goro that was fantastic. Johnny Cage kicks him in the fucking nuts and kills him. Uh, you had Scorpion, who had a cool effect in the orchard scene. Get over here. They go to hell and fight. It looks cool. Sub-Zero freezes a dude and decapitates him. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what you want to see in a Mortal Kombat movie, because that was, as a kid, that was my jam. And as an adult, I want that jacket that Shang Tsung had. Like, <laughs> that he has a trench coat. If you've seen the trench coat from Mortal Kombat, it is just something you'd see probably Glenn Danzig. <laughs> like, it is very off-putting of a fucking 
of a, of a jacket. But and then they made a direct sequel right now where Shao Kahn appears and kills Luke uh, Luke Cage immediately, or uh, uh, Johnny Cage immediately. <laughs> now, correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm not wanting to um, skim too hard over all this, but I feel like this is going to kind of kind of crescendo to a larger point. So all of these movies were kind of late 80s and throughout the 90s. Correct me if I'm wrong, throughout the mid-2000s, the only video game movie that I can really think of is Silent Hill, and didn't they make a Tomb Raider movie as well? They did, with Angelina Jolie. They made two of them. So were those the only two video game movies that really came out in the thousands? Um. Not really. There were a handful of other indie ones. Um, or at least by big... When the Silent Hill ones weren't really from big production houses, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the biggest one that made, that was successful was the Laura Croft Tomb Raider movies with Angelina Jolie. Uh, they're a little bit dated because of the special effects, but yeah. back then it was just like, holy shit, that looks amazing. Um, but with the Mortal Kombat movies coming out in 95, 96, 97, Street Fighter, 93, 94, um, there was the big jump of, all right, those were comic-y, those were gimmicky. So Silent Hill coming out in the 2000s really kind of played into the next level of gaming where gaming can be scary. Yeah. And so they found that little niche market because mm-hmm. uh, we also got Resident Evil around that same time. Yeah, But with Silent Hill, Silent Hill, the movie plays into the story of, I think, Silent Hill 2, mm-hmm. the video game. Um, but it's also its own story. Much like we watch Marvel movies, which is its own cinematic universe, these games play into their own universe. For, exen- uh, for instance, Resident Evil is the perfect example. Uh, the character Alice, by Milo Jolovich, doesn't exist in the goddamn series yeah. at all. She is a what's called filler character, and she is our protagonist throughout the game. You see other characters from the video games, mm-hmm. uh, like your Joe Valentines, your Redfields, Claire, and, you know, Wesker being the main bad guy. And if you yeah. ever played those games, those are the those are the villains. But she is this out of pocket fucking character who's just like, we need a protagonist that could survive. And this is the this is your character. Yeah, I can't wait for a Grand Theft Auto movie. <laughs> I can't wait. That actually would be good. Yeah, because like just the music alone would just be fantastic. The soundtrack alone would be fantastic. <laughs> but like they've they've steadily gotten better. Well, so with the steadily getting better, I have as as you brought this up, I was kind of thinking about it, and I kind of have a theory on this. So throughout the thousands, we had a couple of the smaller uh, indie movies, and then you know, some of the larger movies like the Lara Croft and the um, Silent Hill. The next one that I can really put my finger on is Detective Pikachu. Yeah. Now, Detective Pikachu hit a certain market and it did well. I wouldn't say it was extremely successful, but it did well. I don't think that was the turning point. That may have been the first... A movie based on a video game that was successful in a long time. I don't think that's what changed the formula or changed the mold. I think the moment that we got that first Sonic trailer Mm. and everyone went, what the fuck is this? And they went back and fixed it. 
I honestly believe that was the moment right there we began to heal. Because no longer was the studio going to release a movie where the fan base cried out so loud that something was wrong. Well, it was Because think about it, every movie since that's been video game related has been a hit in its own right. Yeah. Mario Five Nights at Freddy's, and there's been a handful of others that have been coming down the pike with like good bit of anticipation. So there's this there's this niche in the early 2000s, from 2001 to 2008, where you had good ones and you had bad ones. The social media wasn't quite what it was back in the MySpace era. Uh, you had let's say like your good movies like Silent Hill, but you also had movies like Blood Rain. Which uh, was based on a video game, kind of like a God of War chick who's a vampire. She killed Germans. But yeah, uh, I don't remember that one. So there was one guy who kind of fucked it up and set video game movies back. And a guy named U Ball, one of the oddest directors in Hollywood. If you've ever seen a really weird movie on sci-fi, that was him. Fucking asshole. Like <laughs> asshole or weird? Weird. He made Left for Dead the movie. That was awful. He made you know. Uh, all these weird fucking movies based on video games that were terrible while other studios like please stop so we can actually put out a good you know a good movie you know that we've got written down like the Lara Croft movie or something like that you know we've, we're putting production value in it we're getting good actors to come into these movies who are like holy shit this could be a career ender so like you know that's another thing too these are risky fucking movies to make Going back to the Super Mario movie, the guy who plays Mario, he did that because a kid wanted him to play it. He wanted him to do it. And very much so. That guy was a fun kid's actor. Yeah. He he was in uh, Who Framed Roger Fucking Rabbit. He worked alongside a cartoon. John Leguizamo on the other hand. He's a piece of shit. <laughs> uh, but, you know, that, that that's that good intention I was talking about. Exactly. Raul Julia played M. Bison because he was dying and his kids loved Street Fighter and that's his last movie yeah but I mean I would hardly say that one lead actor in a role makes for a good intentioned movie but that's that's the reason he took the job that's the good intention I'm talking about right but you also have other movies that were kind of like dead center between good and bad like Max Payne oh I forgot about that I forgot all about Max Payne yeah yeah and then you had movies like um, Hitman the movie Mm -hmm. With Timothy Oliphant. See, I heard that was pretty bad. Well, they remade it called Agent 47, and that's a good action flick. Got it. But, you know, when you start getting movies like uh, the 2001 Final Fantasy movie, which was an all-CGI movie. I don't know if you remember Spirits Within. It was an all-CGI movie. That was bad. I remember hearing about it. I didn't watch it, though. But you also, you know, in the early 2000s, you had uh, movies like Stay Alive, which is a horror movie based on a horror game so that was really popular but then it gets answered with movies like doom with the rock and kyle urban and it's like i love that movie because it's fucking dumb we ought to watch that because i've never seen it but that sounds amazing dude i think there's like three oscar winning actors in that movie and it's like what the fuck who did you who owed you a favor like who 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 fucking uh was that rosamund pike is in it this woman was a Bond villain. This girl was in Gone Girl. 
The Rock. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. This is his early, like, let me get out of fucking wrestling. Kyle fucking Urban, who makes the best fan movies, like Dread, like Judge Dread and shit yeah. like that. He's the guy from uh, Thor Ragnarok. He's the guy. These are my from Texas. You know, that guy. He's that guy. But like, well, so it's like, you get these- okay, so real quick, uh, it, folks listening, especially you, Dustin, because you're really communicative. If you want us to watch that, let us know what format you want us to do. Do you want us to do a watch along? Because there'll be kind of some dead air as we're watching it, but we've done those before. It's kind of like a movie commentary where you can yeah. watch it along with us. We can do that, or we can watch it, and then we just do a review on the, we'll just do like an episode on as the main topic. So oh, I'm so fucking excited. So I, I, I want to do it, but I, I want to do it in the way that folks are the most interested. Because we've done it both ways. Yeah. I, don't, I don't have a favorite either way. So you guys let us know which way you want us to do it. You want us to watch it and do a review, or you want us to do a watch along? We'll do a vote. Uh, Doom, Street Fighter. <laughs> I, no, I'm already making the vote. I want Doom. Oh, you want Doom? Okay. I want. I want. I want to. See, as soon as you gave me that cast, I was like, Oh, I I'm duct taping you to a chair to watch Street Fighter, though. Uh, and another one, uh, not to go off topic, but I meant, mm. I meant to mention this in the news segment. Another movie that we have to do, and I'm calling an audible on this one. Uh, this movie was filmed a good handful of years ago, but is only just now getting an official release. It's called Death Rider. Yeah. By Glenn Danzig. Fuck it, why not? Glenn Danzig. This is his second movie mm-hmm. because the first one, he, if we can do that one too, the first movie was called uh, Veronica. And from what I understand, it was just an excuse for him to shoot titties. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and this one, he is a vampire cowboy. And Glenn Danzig throwing on a southern accent with some fake vampire teeth and blood on his face with the cowboy hat. Mm. I gotta watch that. Gotcha. We gotta well, watch that. Well, something I noticed when we watched the trailer, um, and this is a mystery from 2023. There's oh, act- let me turn on the cryptic conspiracy yeah. cult music. Uh, <laughs> there's an actor in the movie named Julian, Julian Sands. Uh, for those who don't know, in 2023, he disappeared. He disappeared. He literally just fucking disappeared, and they found him, and he was dead. This is his probably his last fucking movie, and because of the circumstances around he died, and he died in a desert, I'm kind of curious what this movie's going to do to that story when it does come out. Probably They probably waited because he died, but it's one of the weirdest goddamn stories in Hollywood that no one talks about is this famous actor who was beloved because he's in the Warlock movies just fucking died. And, but with that, was missing. Think about that. Imagine an actor that you like from like a horror series or something. Like, let's say uh, the guy that played Jason Voorhees just fucking disappeared. Kane Hodder just dipped. Where the fuck's Kane Hodder? That's a big dude. It's a hard guy to miss. And you're like, oh no, we found him dead in the desert somewhere. Who the fuck did that? The Predator. <laughs> <laughs> but like, that, well, ladies and gentlemen, I think we figured out what happens when you fuck with Glenn Danzig. Yeah. He probably said, you're stupid fucking music, you stupid fucking movie. Go, I'll see you at a public somewhere, but kicking your ass. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, that, that, that's it's, it's a wild thing when I saw that name. I'm like, no way. This is, Dude, I loved him in those old 80s and, and 90s Danny movies. Danny Trejo's in it. Oh, yeah. Because he needs, he needs some money for groceries. Because <laughs> the machete money's running out. I'm still waiting for machete in space. <laughs> Where he kills Justin Bieber. But yeah, so Doom and Death Rider. Yeah. Those definitely are on our watch list this year. Oh, yeah. But, uh, Back to not, the video game movies. But, no, but, the, but the thing is, like, you were right, because like when the Sonic movie comes out, around that time, 
is the new influx of video game movies where you're getting people who are fans making the movies. Because you had the Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah, which I loved. I loved the Mortal Kombat movie. I enjoyed it too. The only thing I didn't like was they introduced a new character to Mortal Kombat that they never put in the games, which would have been cool for this new Mortal Kombat 1 that just came out. Because that's what we were speculating too. It's like, ooh, this new character could be the new you know, main protagonist. Yeah, he could be the new Luke Kang. Yeah, yeah. And the guy who played Luke Kang in the movie looked fucking accurate a ripped asian dude with long hair it looked like he could fuck your shit up immediately he didn't need powers he just looked like a guy who fuck your shit up uh sonia blade looked fantastic you know all the characters looked fucking perfect and spot on goro showing up busting out of that barn just fucking his shit up looked amazing sub-zero and scorpion gave me a backstory made it contentious great movie but when you think of video game movies you're just like bad one around the corner some goddamn one and that was uncharted <laughs> yes with tom holland i love the uncharted games i like tom holland those two are not the same person nathan drake the main character the male laura croft needs to be played by an actor who's unknown who could take a fucking beating you know who could have played him uh, the guy who played Darth Maul. Uh, Ray Parks. Ray Parks. Ray Parks. You really don't know what he looks like without makeup on. But guess what? He's a stuntman, and he knows how to do choreography. And if anybody's played the Uncharted series, it's a guy who jumps out of a perfectly good fucking airplane. It parachutes down on crates and shit. So Tom Cruise. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a human crash bandicoot. Like... like that would have been the guy. I would have been fine if Tom Cruise played him. Because that would have been fucking hilarious. And oh yeah, the old mentor father figure is Mark Wahlberg. And see, everyone's saying Mark Wahlberg would have made a better yeah, main Nathan character. Drake. Yeah, he would have. Give me an older guy to play Sully, the, the main guy, the other guy. No, y'all just fucked it up. Yeah, fuck it. Why not? I don't give a shit. You're not going to make another one because the movie bombed. And see, and stuff like that, it's like, that's what makes me go, I really feel like the Sonic movie was that turning point. Yeah. Because with that, the, it felt like the fan base just went, no, don't fucking do this shit, not again. And then they listened. And then look at all the major successes that came after that. And they're all movies that hold true to the source material. Mario, good God, there was not a single bit of creative liberty made in that movie. Every single thing in that new Super Mario mo- movie was lifted right from the games. And I think I think because they they were allowed you know, get the time to deep dive into it, you know, cuz remember the you know, there was the there was the problem beforehand when we first saw the trailer and everybody bitched and moaned. It's like it's Chris Pratt as Mario, you know, and the face was a little different. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. But like, you know, Princess Peach being, you know, a fighting type character, I'm just like, oh yeah, she is later on, like later on down the game. And it's like, but there's so much content you're shoving down in this movie, and you're like, oh fuck, Rainbow Road Kart, you know, Mario Karts. You're doing all this thing. The only thing they could have added to it, which would have been like a deleted scene, is if they did a Mario RPG and a giant dragon showed up and you yeah. got to kill it with seven gems that you got to collect. But that's Mario too. <laughs> I was gonna say, I feel like they're kind of setting that up because yeah. they did just re-release RPG, so yeah. they kind of put it back in people's heads. Yeah. 
you know the way they work this that's shit. the best final fantasy game ever made yeah, well i was gonna say <laughs> but you know the way these marketing teams work oh. they'll, they'll plant that seed to see what gains interest mm-hmm. so they can wrap it into more future so, projects so i watched the sonic movie not long ago and you know they have like some hollow actors in there jim carrey playing the bad guy is perfect you know he's comic-y you know he he does all these gimmicks he's very physical actor you know he's fucking fantastic and the guy that uh, uh james marston the guy that's with sonic is that character actor that good old buddy you know character and then they made a part two like i saw the trailer for part two which i think is out already where they there's an easter egg at the end where they show uh knuckles Yes. Which would, uh, that's the next level, you know, so they're going off that path. That's good. That's where they need to go. But when they announced that the Legend of Zelda video game. I was going to bring that to you. uh, Was going to be live action. I was pissed because Illumination did such a good job with Mario. You have such more liberties with animation don't have to worry about making it look real you don't have to worry about because animation does it better that's why king of the hill is a perfect sitcom show because you drew all the characters and the voices are just there and honestly if you watch king of the hill as a live action show it'd kind of be boring it would be bored as fuck and also it'd be off-putting because there are gags in king of the hill that you're like they couldn't do in live action without really spending the money to like million dollar episodes you know that's 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 a lot of goddamn money but uh no fucking uh, like illumination doing a legend of zelda a true like i don't even care which one they do i don't care if they do fucking spirit tracks i don't care if they do one of the shitty games like phantom hourglass i don't care it's a zelda movie give me what i want so what if they made a zelda movie but it looks like the gamecube game oh like wind waker i'd go see it I'm not a fan of it, but I'll go see it. I would like to see what. But it what looks. if it, that was that art style? Oh, that's what I'm talking about. I would get shit faced. <laughs> I would get I would drown get, your sorrows. I would get us an Uber beforehand. <laughs> I would get high as hell. I, I no, smoke that electric lettuce and get right down. No, and the thing is, is um, I, I can I totally feel your sympathy because again, I'm not a Zelda fan, so I could frankly care either way with what they do with the movie. But however. I know that pain, man. It's like you, because it's like, yeah, you do like Mario, but Zelda's your main. You want your main to be as good as the other thing you saw. Yeah. I'm lucky Mario's my main. I got my good main movie. So it's like, I was kind of hoping they would go down that path because it was so successful. Because you know what? If they do that live action, you know what they're screwing themselves out of? Super Smash Brothers movie. I was going to break that up because they're the- screwing themselves out of that because they have Detective Pikachu. There's your Pikachu variant. You've got the Mario universe. You've got the Sonic universe because they fucking Nintendo owns that shit now too. And now you fucking make Zelda. Something's going to happen where it tears a space time hole. And guess who's yeah. fucking looking through the other side? Samus. Yeah. Now we've got our fucking Smash Brothers movie. Come the fuck on. Uh, here's here's my prediction. If the Zelda movie does well, we'll get a Metroid movie. Zelda movie is bad. We will not. <laughs> we'll just get another Mario movie. <laughs> well, that's that's proven that's proven product that worked. The equation worked out. But Nintendo, you know, stepping their toe in the water and having such success, 
with Sonic, or, or at least a Sega property, but it's Nintendo. But like with Sonic, with the Mario movie, which is on Netflix now, I think. Yes. They've realized, okay, this is the next medium we're in. All right, we got the Switch. You know, we have all these things. Let's see what we can do with Legend of Zelda, one of our other flagship properties, if not on equal par with Mario, when it comes to like just content, you know, lure and content. Because if they if they play their cards right, and I'll I'll tell you I'll spend fucking money. I'll spend money to go see it in theaters. I'll break down and pay the eighteen goddamn dollars, have a drink. <laughs> but like that that'll be that'll be worth it if I see a trailer that looks worth it. Now let me ask you this. Is there anything in the Zelda lore that could be manipulated or worked into a Wizard of Oz type thing? So, so like, ima- a, like a positive fantasy tale. Well, so imagine the beginning of the movie is kind of like Legend, uh, Legends, uh, um, Lord of the Rings, Hobbit style look, where, and, just, where it's just like a, a nice calm. Yeah, 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 yeah that, like, that kind of thing. And then something happens, and he gets sucked into a world that looks like the video game. Is there something that could work in that realm? Because if they were to do that, then they have opened up the realm of live action and animated. I don't so think then do even the Mario characters could jump into the live action realm. I don't. I don't think they'll do that. But this is just you know this is just speculation. Yeah, we're just spitballing. I, I wouldn't like that. That it, that if it go from live action to animation, I don't like that mix when it does it like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mario did it perfectly. Animated all the way. You know, hey. The Mario Brothers, you know, got sucked into another world, but it still looks like the other world. Yeah. I, I wouldn't want a Wizard of Oz type thing unless it was still live action all the way through or animation all the way through. Gotcha. Um, but, you know, just a trailer of Link, a young Link just chilling in a field somewhere in Hyrule. In the background, you see, you know, Mount Doom in the background, you know, the, the Doom Mountain. Uh, you see in the background Kariko Village, which is the mainstay of all the fucking sh- every game. In the background, you see fucking chickens, which are the most dangerous part of the whole game. <laughs> I do know that. Yeah, chickens are the most dangerous part of the game. Um, Isn't it like you hit one of them and then they all attack you? If you hit one five times, a flock of them will show up off screen and uh, ascend upon you. Um, I could see, you know moblins walking around which are the bad guys you know who would you cast as if it's live action who would you cast as ganon as the main bad guy if he's realistic looking the rock (laughs) um, i would want something big and terrifying because the new ganon New Ganondorf. I would. I wouldn't use Ganon. I would use Ganondorf. Which well, see, is, I always thought his name was Ganondorf, but it was shortened again. There, yeah, there's two. There's two. There's Ganon, which is the ultimate evil, and Ganondorf, which is the personification of them. It's, it's hard to explain. Okay, so Ganondorf is the guy I'm thinking of. The yeah. guy that was in Smash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the guy who looked like he knew karate. Yeah, and that's why. I was, and that's why I was making the joke of the Rock because yeah. he's kind of got that angular nose. Yeah, I would probably get somebody who could act um, a little better. Uh, I thought you were just going to end it there. Yeah. I'm just someone that can act. No, I, I would get somebody like Batista because he has that size and he can be, you know, playful about it, you know, because Ganon is a villain, but he's a smart villain. You can't see Ganon when he's yeah. standing still. The problem is 
casting the other characters because they're all comic-y looking. Like, you know, lore-wise, Ganondorf is a Gerudo, which is a fucking type of people. And all the women are stacked fucking UFC fighters. So, like, who the fuck am I going to get to play the women? Ronda Rousey. Yeah. <laughs> or Gina Carano. You know? But I can't have her like super fucking tan with bright red hair. You can't you get Gina now. Yeah. She's still canceled. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I'd fight her. But uh, anyway... It'd be hard to do. Like, the biggest one is... How would you fight her, though? Oh. With a bat while she sleeps. Uh, um, With my bat. (laughs) But, uh, like, the biggest one you're going to have to deal with, other than villains, because I think what they'll do is they'll animate the villains a little bit, make them... Like, they'll probably CGI the villain. Clancy Brown doing the voice, of course. You know, make give me a voice that's scary, Mr. Krabs. Um... (laughs) But the hardest one is who you're going to cast as Zelda and Link. That's your biggest tough ones. You know? Link. Yeah. yeah, Margot Robbie as Zelda. It's just like, no, she's Barbie. You can't do that. It's not fair. <laughs> she can't be in all the goddamn properties. Fucking uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is <laughs> Link. <laughs> just coked out of his mind. It's just like, where are all the 18-year-olds at? <laughs> no, watch it be some fucking... They're, they're going to do some shit like Harry Styles. I want it to be a no-name actor. I want it to be a no-name actor that I haven't seen. Yeah, Harry Styles. <laughs> well, he, he's in the Marvel He's in the Marvel Universe now. Yeah, uh, that's true. Um, but um, And plus, I think uh, that one movie, what, Goodbye, Goodnight Darling or Yes, Dear or whatever, yeah, that kind of... That's a wild one. That, that, was a, that movie sucked. Uh, I will say this. Uh, I know you probably haven't seen it, but I watched that uh, Saltburn movie. I'm about to see it uh, sometime this week. It's neat. Uh, <laughs> Actually, correction. I started it. Do yeah, and went. Eh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, it, 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 yeah I was kind of went. This went. Eh. <laughs> that is a uh, horror book movie. That's I guess exactly what that movie is. Uh, but I, I think I'm the wrong demographic. But is there a video game that you think would be a, make a great movie that hasn't been made? Yes. Mega Man. Mega Man, that would be so much fun. With all the different power-ups, all oh, the different God. versions. Him murdering sentient robots and stealing their souls to use their powers like Shang Tsung. So, so I'd want it to be a live action. Oh, that'd be the fight, Mega Man versus Shang Tsung. I'm just picturing that brutal fucking beatdown because... He's just pulling out different weapons of the people he's killed, and Shang Tsung is just transforming into people he's murdered and took their <laughs> souls. And he's like, I can't take Mega Man's soul because he's not a person and doesn't have a fucking soul. And I'm just like, what am I doing? And it's just like, scissor, scissor, scissor. <laughs> I was, oh, what a knockdown drag out. That'd be fun. But, dude, think about... I can't wait for Amazon to buy all this shit and make me one cool game. Think about the original <laughs> Mega Man cover where it actually looked like the human. Oh, where he's got a pistol? <laughs> Make it live action. I'll do it. And like hold on, hold on. And, and you know who's directing it? James Gunn. God damn it! <laughs> it's gonna be fucking Guardians of the Galaxy, Suicide Squad, Mega Man. No, what you need to do is you need to do it like RoboCop, where he's a man with a gun and gets murdered by Doctor Light, and he has to piece him back together like RoboCop. And it's just like Murphy, we gotta put you back together. And it's just like it's just his head and his body is all robot, and it's just a RoboCop knockoff, but it's Mega Man. And another movie I want to see. Kirby horror movie. <laughs> you're sleeping in your bed. All of a sudden, you're mom, and you see like this pink blob with your mom's hair and like an apron on. Yes, dear. And he shoots. A, and he shoots a bloody star at you, covered in your mom's guts. 
Because <laughs> Kirby is the personification of evil. Yeah. No, it's a pink ball, you mouthfuck. That's that's exactly what Kirby is. <laughs> that's exactly what Kirby is. A pink ball that gets mouthfucked. <laughs> what were you saying that one time that got that one guy so mad? Oh, yeah. Uh, what was it? That's oh, what I was like, uh, yeah, baiting yeah, yeah. you to. I was... We were talking about Kirby, and I was talking about how fucking dumb it is. And he got upset, and... Oh, you were saying that it was a very Christian... Yeah, so like it's a soft game. Uh, so the original idea for Kirby was being a soft game for kids, and uh, it got down to like the developers of games, kind of like uh, uh, how the guy who created because uh, uh, it became a conversation later on because it was uh, the guy who created D and uh, uh, D was like a Mormon <laughs> in Battlestar Galactica was a Mormon <laughs> and like and just got into this idea. I'm like, yeah, it's just a Christian game. It's just like a Christian fun game, and but he just you know sucks you know all the time and it, and it just pissed him the fuck off and i was just like you need to lighten the fuck up bro like it's it's Cause, kirby because you kept going deeper with it you're like yeah it's all this demonic shit and this and the other he's like no it's it's a good happy game it's yeah, yeah, yeah. you'll be no, like there's, yeah. there's an undertone to it like, <laughs> like if i was to make like a dark like you remember those marvel dark comics where it was just like the marvel world where it's like it's shit. Yeah. yeah like Spider-Man has a fucking skin disease. <laughs> like, remember that? Remember <laughs> the that? Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. Like the Hulk blew up with tumors and shit or Magneto exploded. You know, those, those fucked up guys. Just Kirby sucking dick in an alley. Just like, <laughs> Mario being a, Mario being a corrupt plumber or some shit. Metroid killing aliens indiscriminately just because she can. <laughs> and honestly, yeah, I mean, we uh, mentioned Ma- it earlier. You talking about a horror movie? movie. Horror movie. Metroid would have been a great horror movie. Well, see, and that's the only reason I didn't bring it up because we mentioned it a little bit ago. But that that would still be a really great one because it's an alien horror flick. Yeah, you know, Ridley, the villain, is a giant space dragon. There's these blobs with claws that attack you. You know, there's you know, literally space pirates in the fucking game that are yeah. monsters. There's monsters that come out of the fucking world that she goes to. So yeah, I think I think those would be fantastic. Uh, well, what about your picks? What what are some video games that you think would make for a good movie? And I don't want to hear Balloon Fight or Excite Bike. Oh, Excite Bike would be good. Tom Cruise training a young Tom Holland how to how to be the next dirt bike champion, and and you know this just some dubstep version of the pull the throttle son don't flip it don't flip it i'm just thinking of like a a a fucking top gun version of defender on oh there we go there's a callback for you motherfucker the old the old ma'am fucking um, all right fine i want galaga the movie (laughs) oh dude get ben foster to be the pilot because he's scary looking fucking get morgan freeman to be the captain of the squad that's telling you that these aliens are coming and and right as you think uh every all hopes lost well we can't do that pixels are ruined that that ruined that whole thing for us god damn it well i was gonna say but then when all hopes lost your second ship comes in side by side it's your twin brother the whole time (laughs) fuck it why not you thought he was just the red ship but he was your friend all along it's hard to say because like some of the ones i wanted to be made got movies got made into movies that suck uh but you know if you want to talk about the best ones last of us last of us is the best adaptation ever of a video game in my opinion because it's it you know it it conveys the sadness in the world that last of us is it's legitimately scary there is a beautifully well done like cinema like 
a cinema style where the world is vast and you see that pedro pascal playing another dad character yeah. on the run yeah but the kid's not an asshole <laughs> and doesn't use magic uh, but like the side characters and the backstory are more sh- you know shelled out because we see them in the game and we've got perfect actors to play them in the move in the show and they've done a fantastic job that to me was when i realized the upper echelon of what hbo could do mm-hmm. and with fallout coming out for amazon in april i'm really hoping that's going to be good because i'm a huge fallout fan you couldn't do it as a movie you have to do it as a television series because it's so vast um, All right. Well, then I have my television series, and we'll end on that one because on this because it'll be a fucking showstopper. Let me guess. A horror version of Mario Kart. <laughs> no. Mario Kart 2000. Because guy he's a 2000 because that was such a cool, a cool thing back in the day. No, this would not be a Nintendo property. Okay. Heavy Rain. That's a sad... Yeah, that's gonna be sad as fuck. Imagine that as a series, though. Uh, imagine that as Cold Case Files, motherfucker. <laughs> like, Jesus e- Christ. E- episode one is just the guy losing the kid. Oh, we yeah. Got, we gotta sit on that for a minute. Oh, yeah. And that's why I said it's gotta be a series. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Heavy Rain would have been a great series. And, and there has to be a two-minute scene that you're yelling for the kid in the mall, and you're yeah. chasing a balloon. Yeah. And it has... What's his name? Jason? Yeah. It just has to be repeated over and over. Jason! Jason! And... and Please, for the love of God, if someone makes a Heavy Rain series, please, please give a nod to the true gaming community and do this one small, simple thing for us. Episode one, the main character is waking up, just like in the video game. He gets up, puts on his slippers. I want him to go to the bathroom and fumble his razor because you remember the whole hook of that game yeah. it was the new game mechanics of you hovered over the thing held it for a long time did certain yeah. button presses like a quick like and, a quick uh, quick uh, quick time yeah and everyone was fucking that because the him getting ready f- t- for the day was kind of like the um uh tutorial, tutorial level yeah. and everyone was fucking it up or doing silly shit you know to make themselves laughter in the tutorial level and i just i want that one bit of fan service i want him to reach for his razor and like he's like trying to like swap the head on it or something and he fumbles it and he's just like oh. yeah. <laughs> what i've seen uh, you know what i've seen for the new fallout trailer is they're going to show the collapse of a vault where everyone goes batshit nuts oh uh, yeah they're going to because sh- that's the tr- that's the hook of the game. If you've never played Fallout, that's the hook of the other vaults. Each vault is a scientific experiment gone wrong. Uh, so I want to see them use drugs because that's a big part of the Fallout series because they get uh, inhaler drugs like Jet that mm-hmm. makes you super fucking fast in the game, but you come addicted and die. Okay. Yeah, uh, there's alcohol and everything. But I want to, like, I've seen the rad roaches. They look cool. The giant fucking cockroaches. They look cool. Uh, they're going to get a dog because that's the mainstay of the game for Fallout 4. Uh, the vault suits look fantastic. The ghouls look fantastic because that's another scary part of the game. Uh, I can't wait to see a death claw show up. The giant fucking lizard thing. Where's this going to be on? Amazon. Okay. Uh, April 16th. Uh, so I'm excited for that. Uh, Do you that- think that would be a good introduction to the Fallout series? <sighs> it depends on what the first episode is because like, they're being real hush-hush about what vault they're talking about. And there's a lot of lore in the games where it talks about each vault because there's 
like what I mean, fuck, think of the most fucked up scientific experiment you could do to people and you have free reign to do it. That's what those vaults were for. Like in Fallout 4, the vault you're in is a cryogenics thing. So you've frozen in time and you wake up 200 years later. Got it. Uh, Fallout 3, you need to leave the vault to find a, uh, uh, what's called a new Genesis device, which, you know, makes the world a better place to live again. But you got to go find it mm-hmm. and keep the vault running. Uh, Fallout New Vegas, you know, you're just the messenger. You're not even in the vault. You're just bebopping around the fucking <laughs> desert trying to survive and you get killed by Matthew Perry. 76. Uh, 76 year in West Virginia in fall in the vault 76 and if they hadn't made it a massive multiplayer online it'd be fantastic <laughs> but they fucked that up way that's, to go that's why I remember that one so well yeah country roads baby um, but yeah so I'm, I'm excited for that, that but it, and it looks good it looks close to the content that you get in the game that's good and that's all you can really hope for really you know instead of some bug eyed fucking Sonic character yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that, I'm, when we talk about like the movies and stuff, there are a lot of bad ones, but there are these gems that are just like perfect. Like Silent Hill, if you didn't know it was a video game, is a fantastic horror movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember watching it, and they fucking ripped that woman apart with barbed wire. I'm just like, that's pretty fucking metal, bro. Because <laughs> she's this cult leader and shit. Mm-hmm. She killed the cop immediately, like damn near immediately. And that one woman gets her skin ripped off. I'm like, yeah, this is a, this is a perfect fucking horror movie. Well. It- it really does seem like though it's like we've got our horror movies to enjoy because those have been pretty they're mm-hmm. still been knocking them out of the park yeah but it's like if we can't enjoy our marvel movies as much if we can't enjoy our star wars stuff as much who knows maybe this is the renaissance of the video game movies and the so. video game series it's like we have a new thing to kind of jump on to enjoy before yeah. it goes to shit i hope nintendo really puts the investment forward with their stuff and, and i'm with you i hope it stays animated yeah i hope it stays in illumination they've done a fantastic job they've proven themselves to do finally it. they they went off model yeah. not every model looked like the same character copy and paste yeah uh, but i think that's a lot to do with the source material so like yeah I'd, I'd be excited to see a really good fully animated you know metroid movie Kirby. yeah fuck it why not <laughs> for some reason i can't escape that movie it, I, it's, it's like, bad I'll, guys a giant penguin with a crown and a hammer and if i was six that'd be the shit well i mean he had a successful cartoon yeah okay so did mario yeah <laughs> And they had a successful movie. Yeah. So, Two of them. Yeah. <laughs> One of them. Dennis Hopper as Bowser. What the fuck am I doing here? The evolution ray is fucking dumb. The Goombas were hilarious. Yes. The Goombas, these eight foot tall goddamn trench coat wearing turtles. The opposite of what they are in the game. Yeah. Which is a shit with feet. Yep. <laughs> a pile of shit with feet. Well, I'd say this has been a fantastic episode. Really been, I think that this was better than our first time running through the video game uh, movies as well, mainly because we had some new content to talk about and maybe a little bit more of a new perspective and not just the, well... I can't wait to watch Doom with you because I'm not watching the movie. I'm going to watch you. Because <laughs> I'm just going to be eating popcorn. Like, yeah, The Rock said that. That's wild, ain't it? You I, know that she has an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> just be eating popcorn and drinking. <laughs> Oh, this is hilarious. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. You're, you're going to get on this boat with me, motherfucker. 
And guys, if you want yourself a cool quarter sleeve, a hoodie, a t-shirt, a drinking glass, some pens, some stickers, any of that shit. Notebooks, goddammit. Notebooks. Pens. We're getting like actual writing pens. Fuck it. <laughs> You're figuring that one out. I'll figure that one out. It's all available on the Something Good Network store. Somethinggoodnetwork.bigcartel.com. Link is in the episode description along with the Discord. And you know what? I can't say don't be like Dave anymore because Dave actually signed up. He's in the Discord now. Well, I'll be goddamn. I know. <laughs> could, be, could be Instagram on the horizon in 2025. I don't know. <laughs> no, he's already got an Instagram. No, 20, me. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Everybody's changing. Getting on that IG, baby. And check out all the other fantastic shows on the network. The Cryptic Conspiracy, Cult History, We Forgot, This Fucking Guy, and of course, Something Good For You when I'm able to get episodes out when Dave is actually available. Trust me, it's not me. Is it, the, the whole, you making the comments of, I'm carrying this network on my back. Motherfucker, it's not by choice. <laughs> I can't record with you digitally, and yeah. the other person I record with is a flake at times. <laughs> so, I'm trying. But on that note, um, I'm looking at potentially two more shows being added to the network this year. Well, hot damn. Yes, sir. So... I'll be on those two. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'll sneak my way onto that motherfucker. Uh, you would actually maybe fit on one of them. You you might fit. Pretty I can well make on myself fit on the other both of them. <laughs> and um, yeah, so pretty good year coming up. And not to give away too much, I'm waiting for a reply back. Mm-hmm. But we might have our first 100% outside guest for the Cryptic Conspiracy Cult. We shall see, my friend. I sent you a screenshot of this dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I was going to order his book. <laughs> oh. I'm excited. That, that, that's a topic for another day, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I'm going to buy his book. Yeah, and Chris, do you have a fucking outro for us? Video game pitch movie. Series on Amazon. Limited, limited run. The balloon scenes from Spider-Man 2, the video game. But it's Scott the Wasp. You've been listening to the Something Good Network. If you liked what you heard, you can follow us on Instagram, and check out the other great shows on the network. Link is in the episode description.